Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. So this fellow said, I had to pray three days and three nights before I could get God in the notion of saving me. He had him to sing another song, invite people to come, and nobody came. I didn't blame him. Dear Lord, he just got through telling them it might not be their night anyway, and that they might pray three days and night and still not be saved. So I might many of them thought, why the effort? So they didn't come. You, you wouldn't hardly blame them for it. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Keys to Successful Living by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. I remember some time ago, now this is before we started Rainbow Bible Training Center, we're out full time on the road. Uh, we, as usual thing in church meetings, do not have a Saturday night service. And so uh, the pastor said to me, Brother Hagin, I'm going over and visit a certain meeting that was in progress uh, and such a place. Would you like to go with me? I was traveling alone at that time. I said, with my wife and I. And I said, oh yeah, I'd like to go. You know, I want to hear that evangelist. This man was one of, well, he was the number one top evangelist in that part of the country for that full gospel denomination. So my wife, well, oh, my wife wasn't with me. So I went with that man and his wife over there to visit that service. Well, of course, the pastor there acknowledged that we were there. He had us to say a little word or two, you know. And they got into the service. And uh, the evangelist, uh, he finally took his text and he preached. But when he began to give the altar call, I'll tell you, you mix so much unbelief in with it, it's no wonder to me did anybody respond. You see, he had to, because he had special singers along with him in the evangelistic team. And they were singing and he invited sinners to come to the altar to be saved. And he kept saying, you know, you can't never tell. This might be your night. Well, I thought about what the Bible said. Today is the day of salvation. Now I'd tell folks, this is your night. Come on, get it. Amen. And then nobody came. You couldn't hardly blame them for not coming because he told them they might not get saved anyway because it might not be their night. <laughs> now, it's funny. It sounds funny, dear friends, but it, it, it would be funny if it wasn't so pathetic. And so then he had them to sing another verse and nobody came. And, and, and he encouraged folks to come and they still didn't. Finally, he said, well, let's sing one more verse and, you know, said, come on, give God a chance. Well, you're not giving God a chance anything. He's already done something about it. Notice the text said that he hath blessed us, not going to, he has. He's already sent Jesus. Jesus already died. Jesus already shed his blood. Praise God forevermore. He's already been raised from the dead. Hasn't he? He offers you a gift. Remember that Romans 6.23 said the wages of sin is death, but the gift, the gift of God is eternal life. Come and receive the gift. Hallelujah. And then he went on to give his own experience. Now, it's all right to refer to experience if it's in line with the Word of God. But I'll be honest with you in hearing a lot of testimonies a lot of times. I'm appalled at how many times the testimony and the experience is out of line with the Word of God. And, and fosters unbelief and doubt and hindrance instead of help and faith. 
So he went on to give his experience of being saved. He said, I had to pray three days and nights before I could get God in the notion of saving me. Now that's what he said. I immediately thought about what the Bible said. You didn't have to get to God the notion of saving. The Bible said Christ was as a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. God was in the notion of saving him way before the foundation of the world. He didn't have to talk God in the notion of saving him. Sometimes when it comes to healing, people think the same thing. I've heard folks say that. Well, if God takes a notion, he'll heal you. If he don't, he won't. No, he's already done something about your healing. We'll see that in just a moment. So this fellow said, I had to pray three days and three nights before I could get God in the notion of saving me. He had him to sing another song, invite people to come, and nobody came. I didn't blame them. Dear Lord, he just got through telling them it might not be their night anyway, and that they might pray three days and night and still not be saved. So I might many of them thought, why the effort? So they didn't come. You, you wouldn't hardly blame them for coming. And uh, not coming. And then he said, well, I'll tell you what. He said, there's been some folks that's been seeking the Holy Ghost during this meeting, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you understand. Said, now, hadn't anybody received? I could well understand why. <laughs> but he said, there's been several seekers, so you, you folks come on, said, you can't tell, this might be your night. But friends, the Holy Ghost belongs to folks, praise God. Amen. Are you listening to me? And so, they didn't anybody come. They sang a song. He said, well, sing another verse now. Come on, you folks have been seeking God. You know, I know it's a getting late, all right. He looked at his watch. It's getting late. But he said, after all, more people have received the Holy Ghost after midnight than any other time. <laughs> well, if folks got the Holy Ghost after midnight, it's because they didn't believe God before midnight. <laughs> you know, God's not any different after midnight than he is before midnight. He's always the same, isn't he? Now, the thing about it, see, all of these man-made ideas is the thing that hinders people and fills them full of unbelief. So I guess it was so late anyway, they thought, well, these folks that have been seeking the Holy Ghost said, this is Saturday night, you know, and they got to get up and come to Sunday school and church in the morning. And he said, they probably have to wait until after midnight anyway, and then might not get it, so they just didn't respond. So they sing the final verse, and he said, I'll tell you what. Now here is the leading evangelist for a full gospel denomination in his part of the country. He's the number one. And so he said, I'll tell you what. Now, now, Brother Hagin is here with Brother so-and-so, this pastor, you know. He has a reputation of praying for the sick and getting them healed. I'll tell you what, said, if any of you folks need healing, you come sit down on the altar and I'll have Brother Hagin come lay his hands on you. said, I don't ever pray for the sick myself. I don't much believe in it. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. I'm not making it up. And three brave souls <laughs> waded through unbelief neck deep <laughs> down there and sat down on the altar. And then they invite me to come. <laughs> He's been filling them full of unbelief for an hour and a half in his preaching and altar call. And you come, no chance to get any word in them and lay hands on them and get them healed which is virtually impossible because you've got to wade through unbelief neck deep to get down there. And then after you get down there to lay hands upon them instead of the ministers that's there backing you up. And if they do get close enough, you can feel their hot breath of unbelief on your neck. <laughs> and then of course you don't get them healed. 
And then they go off, say, now that's the way with them healing evangelists. They claim so much, you know, and I hadn't prayed for the sick in my meeting, didn't want to get anything. I guess not. I mean, if the Lord Jesus Christ himself had been there, he wouldn't have been able to help them. I know the Bible said so, because in Mark 6, 5, it says there in his hometown, and he could there do no mighty work, and he marveled because of their unbelief. If unbelief hindered him then, it'll hinder him now. Well, thank God for those things that belong to us. Can you say amen? amen. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Gift. See that word gift? Gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Salvation is a gift. Faith comes by acting on the word of God. We act on the word. We take Jesus as our Savior. We confess him as our Lord. And we receive everlasting or eternal life that moment. You see, God makes it so plain for people to receive. You remember Romans, the 10th chapter, the 9th and 10th verses, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Isn't that talking about being saved? He's not talking to people that's already saved, is he? So that's written to sinners then, isn't it? Tells them exactly what to do that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. The margin says Jesus as Lord. That means you confess he's your Lord because you've taken him as your Savior. Confessed him as your Lord. And when you do, you'll receive eternal or everlasting life. Now then notice Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. We were right there in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Now get that, get that 10th verse. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, by God in Christ Jesus. I want you to notice that. You see, he was talking about salvation in those previous two verses. We read them, for by grace are you saved through faith, not on yourself, it's a gift of God, not of work, lest any man should boast, for we are his workmanship. You see, the work was accomplished. That's what I want you to see. I'm talking about things that belong to it. The work was accomplished before Christ arose from the dead. And that work belongs to us now. All we need to do is to accept it. I'm so glad I accepted it. Praise God. Then, my friends, we need to realize this, that healing for our physical body, if for when we're sick, belongs to us. Now Isaiah the 53rd chapter, the 4th and 5th verses, Isaiah 53, 4, King James translation said, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet in many, even King James translations, the margin will let you know that the, the Hebrew said, Surely he hath borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Then in 1 Peter 2.24, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree. See, that work's already been done. 
that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Then Matthew eight seventeen, that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bear our sicknesses. Now you see some people said, well, that means we're healed from sin. Do you ever stop thinking about the sinner is not healed from sin? That kind of language is not found in the New Testament. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, the DVD, Just Know God by Kenneth E. Hagan. The paperback book, Don't Quit, Your Faith Will See You Through by Ken Hagan. Plus the CD, Using Stumbling Blocks as Stepping Stones by Lynette Hagan. All three of these resources are offered for the low price of $24.95. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Well, look at there what's happening down there in September 26th oh, and 28th. Yes. Kendall the Flame. That's right. Ladies, if you have not signed up, it's time to go on the web and sign up, register for Kendall the Flame. Yeah, it's that, be that's, awesome. that's Miss Lynette's women's conference. And you, you, you ain't ever. Oh, I probably shouldn't say you ain't. I probably should say you have never. That's right. But you that's know that's right. the way I talk. So I you know, know that's me. That's. But you know, uh, but you've never been to a women's conference like yours. No, yours is different right. from anybody's. You're gonna have Patsy Caminiti there, Brenda Thompson, and Sherlyn Smucker. Uh, they, it, it's gonna be great. Absolutely. It's gonna be great. Tomorrow on Rama for today. We continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Keys to Successful Living. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.